Welcome to Flipping Off, a purpose-driven podcast about flipping houses and making a difference. Hey, Dave Boswell here with my wife, Melina, founders of New Wealth Advisors Club, and we're coming to you today with an awesome, awesome club member, one of my one of my very, very favorite uh, stories, but at the same time, one of my very best friends and, and uh, just a, a, a tremendous, tremendous success inside of our club for um, several years. I got to... Tim Wilkinson in the house of West Coast Flippers here. And so, Tim, good afternoon. How you doing? Doing great. Thank you. Awesome. Well, we, we thank you for being here. And um, Melinda and I were sitting around last night kind of talking about, hey, we're going to go out and shoot a podcast tomorrow, and and we get to have Tim in there. And, and just kind of reminiscing. I mean, it's been six years now, or roughly six years, whatever, since, uh, since we first met. Yeah. And... Um, <laughs> We've kind of labeled you as our our greatest fix and flip uh, ever. Oh, yeah. As a person. As a person. <laughs> um, True that. <laughs> it's kind of funny, you know. We we remember meeting you several years ago, and and uh, you know what were you doing back? I mean, when you first came to us, I, I forget exactly. Why don't you kind of tell us, refresh our memory, as we were kind of talking about this? What, what were you doing and what led you to New Wealth Advisors Club? When I first got started with you guys, I was um, fixing wireless computers and doing wireless networking. Um, I was also running a uh, production company or, quote, trying to run a production company. <laughs> it turned into a really expensive habit <laughs> and a really expensive hobby. And um, What a fun time. Oh, very fun time. Very, very fun time. <laughs> but uh, didn't make any money. So um, when I first got the club, I, I had been wanting to do real estate for some time, and I, um, you know, found you guys and, you know, got started. I mean, that's... What, when you said you wanted to do real estate firm, so I, I try to put, wrap my mind around that, so you're, you're fixing computers and you're trying to run a, a production studio and production company, and then you said, and I want to do real estate. Where'd the real estate bug come from? Uh, really, I think it was more of an entrepreneurial bug, and I was trying everything. Um, I had been trying to do business for a long time, and um, when it came down to actually succeeding in it, I just hadn't been able to make that happen for whatever reason that was. I know what that reason is now, but uh, at the time, I was looking everywhere for what what was that glass ceiling I was hitting up against. Got it. So... so you were looking and trying and trying to do everything. Was this so different things that you were doing? Were these like on your own or tell us what, what does that mean? Like what were the, what's the constant struggles? And, and you can identify it now. So tell us about, you know, maybe you couldn't then. but Sure. Well, I, I can give you an example. I mean, I'm trying to run a, a real estate. I'm sorry. At the time, I was trying to run a, a production company. We used to go out to local bands and get them on board to go to the bar and play for us. And we would then turn around and, you know, put the band on and promote. Well, I could do all that, but I couldn't seem to sell and get people in the room, <laughs> right? <laughs> so I turned to a, a spot where I, I used – what I learned was that people was my weakness, you know, the, the structure of things, how things work. That all became very simple to me. 
But I realized after the fact that I'm much more comfortable, at the time I was much more comfortable working in the corner on your computer than actually sitting in front of you and having a conversation. And that is um, what I realized now was the biggest thing because real, real estate, I found out quickly, was more about the person than the house. Mm. So you had to work on really yourself, um, and we say personal development kind of thing, work on, on Tim <laughs> rather than, because we can give you all the knowledge in the world about real estate. Sure. And being that guy you'd shared before that um, you kind of sat on the computer reading and... Oh yeah, knowing YouTube, every- all the online video uh, chat rooms where you can talk to people who say they're doing this business. But you know, when you really get down to it, looking back now, when I have conversations with those people, I hear certain things. I know that they're not actually doing the business, <laughs> right? You just hear sure. certain things. So, um, but I was that guy that was reading all of those posts about how to do this. And um, did you read like every book too? I yeah, tons of them. I started out with you know the the go-tos that everybody does. I won't mm-hmm. say any names on, on, on sure. this podcast, but uh, I started out in the same place that most people do and started self-educating, and then I found myself... Here's what I learned. All of the education, it was like sitting in a classroom, and they talk about you know, how real estate works, but never once did they tell me about the homeowner that I was going to have to sit down and actually talk to and see the challenges that they were going through and how to solve that challenge. And uh, that's what I found with, with you guys. Mm, very interesting. So, yeah, we 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 hear that a lot. There's a lot of people that come through the club who said, you know, I've spent the last, you know, what what seems like several years. Some of these people sit reading blogs, and I always find it funny. They're like reading blogs, and I know this. Um, the people that are actually out doing real estate and actually involved, I don't have time to to blog. I don't have time to sit there and and answer a thousand questions and talk about all the reasons why. People don't need educator, don't need to get involved in a real estate investment club or those types of things. And we meet a lot of people in the very in, in the same space. And so, so fast forwarding, right? So you're you're sitting there saying, okay, I got to work on personal development and so forth. I can remember our very was our very first Thanksgiving. Yep, 2010. So in 2010, we're sitting around a table and we had a uh, we had a room full of people we were we were having Thanksgiving with, and um, we had a a, a big potluck and we all brought a bunch of food and then I'm sure it was Melina's idea to uh <laughs> to pass a microphone and of course and we passed a microphone around our office and and um, we asked for everybody to to share something that they were thankful for mm-hmm. during Christmas right and so I can remember sitting there watching um the microphone get handed to you, you remember I'm, that? I'm not allergic to it anymore yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> allergic. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah, it 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 looked like um, we handed them the microphone, and I can remember Tim sitting there and and turning like absolutely white as can be, and no words would come out of your mouth. Oh, yeah. Well, he didn't want to take it from my hand in the beginning. I handed it to him. I remember. Yeah, and he just like wouldn't put his hand like he wouldn't open up his hand, you know. And I was like, take it, really take it. It's not, and he just didn't even want to put it in his hand. And then he finally put it in his hand and then like had his mouth, you know, looked like Mr. Bill, like, oh no, like, but nothing was coming out. Oh <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I know Tim, so I knew him to be, you know, a deep thinker, you know, a deep feeler, somebody who, you know, it's thoughtful. So to me, it was shocking to see him react that way. 
I didn't expect right. it at all because I thought it'll be very simple for him to be, you know, say something he's thankful for. Sure. He, that's who he is as a person. Right. It was so it was so interesting because it brought out something that we I did not know was inside of you at all. Oh, yeah. I knew. Every, every time that mic got one person closer, my heart rate stepped up about 10 beats per second. <laughs> <laughs> it was... It was bad. By that time, I think I was sweating, or at least I felt like I was. Yeah, you could have been. And, uh, yeah, it was bad. And yeah. it was all that, all that stuff in your head, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was just stuff that you had gotten stuck in your head for a number of years, that you're the guy who sits in the corner and fixes the computer. And, you know, because you're a super smart guy, engineer-type brain, right? Yeah. You'd agree with that. And so we definitely saw something... I mean, Melina and I for sure said, this is a really smart guy. Mm-hmm. This is a smart guy who has a skill set that he just needs to be able to tap into. And we can teach him the people business, right? Absolutely. But Tim is, since learning the people side of this and continuing to do that at the same time, um, has become one of the, one of the, I would say the most successful leaders inside of our club and in in helping others now and coaching others through some of their same struggles. Would you say that's a fair assessment, Tim? I would. I I feel like um, since since I've been there, and in my mind it wasn't that, like in my mind it was yesterday. So um, (laughs) I know what it's like to be uh, afraid to take that next step moving forward, you know, and it shows up with, at the time, it showed up with the microphone, but what it came down to is a fear of what other people are going to say when, like, what if I'm not grateful for the great big things that these other people are grateful for, right? I mean, sure, you know, so... Um, so like, what it, if you were just grateful for the mashed potatoes? Right? Mm. Right. I mean, it wasn't even that. It's just, like, it's all that judgment. I mean, who knows what people are going to think, but at the time, that was, like, my world, you mm. know? Like, mm. I was unable to get past that, and... Um, I remember when I gave that up, mm. and that was <clears throat> one of the other mentors in the office was um, sorry. Um, one of the other mentors in the office was in the AV room, mm. and I really look up to this guy. And um, he comes in and he says, man, I'm jumping out of my skin today. He's getting ready to go up on stage and speak. And I know that I couldn't do that at that time. I couldn't have done it. And um, he says, I'm jumping out of my skin. I'm like, what are you talking about, dude? <laughs> right? You're up there all the freaking time. What are you talking about? He's like, oh, I get nervous every time, you know. And, like, this was the first time I ever saw, like, him in a real light. Mm. And he said, um, he said, no, I get, I'm nervous every time. By the time I get up there a couple, you know, within 30 seconds, I'll be fine. But right now, man, I'm like, and I could see it on him. I could see on him everything that I felt when you handed me that microphone. Mm. Mm. And then I watched him, uh, you introduced him, Melina, and Mm -hmm. he walked to the front of the room. And when he got up there, I shit you not, he, you, you wouldn't have known. You wouldn't have known. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I realized, like, if he has the strength to be able to do that, 
I don't have to stay stuck where I'm at either. Mm. And it's just a thing that I can move forward, you know? Mm. And it wasn't easy. It wasn't like all of a sudden I could just jump up in front of people and <laughs> talk in this microphone. I mean, there was a time lapse, right? I mean, I had to grow into that. But that glass ceiling for me went away. Mm. And then I was able to take those steps and move forward to the next thing and then the next and the next. Whereas I had been stuck in that spot for for years and years and years and years and years. Wow. Wow. That's pretty remarkable. And now, now you're up speaking in front of hundreds of people, teaching, training, coaching, mentoring, helping others yeah. get through their glass ceilings. Yeah. And, uh, and, and you do it pretty awesome, by the way. Thank you. So yeah, it's interesting. I was just thinking for you, Tim, like your your challenge in this business wasn't understanding real estate and understanding the way the numbers work no. and understanding what's possible in terms of real estate deals. No. Because you can look at a real estate transaction and unfold it ten million ways. Right? <laughs> That's the thing that makes you so powerful is that yeah. really you can look at it and you can see numbers that most people can't even see. Right, you can see numbers, you can see um, solutions, solutions, solutions. So for you, understanding the way real estate works was the easy part. Which, as you were speaking earlier, um, I was thinking it's it's comical to me that like that's why you were drawn to real estate because you thought you could oh yeah you you could totally stay in the corner, right? And you could because it's it's a numbers. It's all about the numbers. Oh yeah, I look I looked at all the books and I said, well, you know, I can look at the houses that sold in this neighborhood Absolutely. and decide how much my house will sell for. Exactly. I, I can look and see like, oh, that kitchen cost $10,000 and that one cost fifteen, and mine's going to cost thirteen. Right. You know, I can do that just in my head. When I got started in this business, I could do that. And I thought that that's what it was. I really thought that that is what I was getting myself into. <laughs> right? Yeah. And, I, and I thought that being able to do the simple things for me personally, the simple things like those, like analyzing stuff. And I thought that I was going to be able to do the same stuff I normally do. And instead of getting paid, you know, seventy, eighty thousand dollars $80,000 a year like I was, mm -hmm. I thought I was going to be able to go in and build a real estate trans business and, and utilize the same skills and the same actions that I was using before and create something totally different. And for whatever reason... I don't know why I thought that. I really don't. <laughs> Looking back, it's like a mindset that I just don't get. But, like, how did I get? I'm a, I'm a smart guy, right? Yes. Like Melina yes. says, I'm the dumbest smart guy you'll know. But Absolutely. Like, because I get stuck <laughs> in that in that space of, now I look back and I think, why, how, how did I not see that I wasn't going to be able to get to something that I desire to do? without getting outside my comfort zone. Now I look at it and go, well, everything I wanted was outside my comfort zone. Right. But mm. you didn't know. You don't. You didn't know what you didn't know. I didn't know right? what I didn't know. <laughs> so mm. how could you know? Wow. You talk about going against the grain and, and just the, the grit and the stick to and yep. sacrifice that you've, you've made along the way. Because this, this has definitely been, this has been a struggle, yes? Oh, yeah. It's been... And fun, <laughs> we'll say. <laughs> it's been real. It's yeah. been real. It's been real. It's been real fun. <laughs> I mean, you've closed some of the largest transactions in the office or mm -hmm. in the club, if you will, that um, that we know about. At least you've closed some of the. You've been involved in some of the largest ones, and you know you you've had to en endure 
those struggles and you had to show up in those struggles, right? So give yourself credit when it comes to that. Like you, you could have folded up, you know, shop and, and gone back to, you know, doing what you were doing before. You were good at it. You could have gone sure. and done it. Matter of fact, I know you had job offers. Oh, yeah. You know, after you had quit your job, your know, previous employer calling you back and wanting you back and offering you more pay and all this good stuff. So obviously you were doing something right there. And and even through the struggles, you said, no, this is what I'm, this is what I'm staying the course. And yeah. I mean, that's cost you quite a bit. Sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was. Um, when they called me back, I had been... I got laid off in in middle of 2010, which is the reason why I I found you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had been educating myself, but when I got laid off and found myself with no income, mm-hmm. um, I spent some time looking for work, and there was nothing. There was there was nothing. That was um, you know first and second quarters of 2010, mm-hmm. and I found myself um, laying in bed one morning, and I remember looking at the ceiling, thinking. I'm never looking for work again. Like that was that was the minute that I made my decision that come hell or high water, I'm doing something on my own. And um, that's when I found you guys. Like literally, you know, I got plugged into you guys within a week or two of that. Hmm. And um, basically, when in in middle to late 2012, my old boss called back and they wanted me back and they told me. You know, and at that point, I was at the lowest financial situation I've ever been in. Mm-hmm. At that point, the easiest way would have been for me to go take that job. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, that job was in L.A. I would have been driving two to two and a half hours each way to work. I wouldn't, if I would have taken that job, I would not be here today. Mm-hmm. Right? I wouldn't have done the things that I've done inside this business. I wouldn't have grown into who I am now and... Um, Frankly, I wouldn't have closed, you know, the, you know, couple yeah. of the biggest deals in the in the office. Yeah. So I, I'm listening to that timeline, and I guess I, I really didn't put two and two together, in, in such a way. But you know, when you think about first second quarter 2010, so you get laid off, you're struggling. You're you're are you living you're living with your parents at the time? No, I was. Um, no, I wasn't living with my parents. So you were. You were just doing whatever, whatever odd things you could with your your, your production and fixing no, computers. The, how, how are you? How are you eating? I was just. I had lived off of every last dime of my four hundred one k. You know, from my old job, I was just getting by. And at that time, I was, um, like I said, I, I didn't really have too much. I didn't have any income coming in really, mm-hmm. uh, so I didn't have that much money, but. I just lived on nothing, <laughs> and um, right then at that time I was losing one of my one of my houses. You know, I had I lost. I ended up losing two houses through this whole thing. You know, one when I first got laid off, and then the one that I lived in in late 2012. Mm. Um, so I ended up losing that house, and at that time I was living in that house when mm. when, um, when the job when the old boss called me back. I was living in that house and was getting ready to lose it. And, and I probably still, could have saved it. And you still made the decision that I'm not going backwards. I made the decision that I'm not going backwards. So how that how did that decision work out for like other relationships and I mean, what was your family's thoughts and at the time you were you had a, a girlfriend or you were engaged? I was I was engaged at the time. She wasn't happy and um that 
that relationship went sideways and ended. Um, because of that choice? No. <laughs> I mean, that was probably the straw that broke the camel's back, but that relationship was on rocks long before that. Gotcha. Long before I even um, got laid off in 2010. Okay. So, no, I didn't... Um, I wouldn't say that I ended that relationship on that decision, but the in, the relationship ended that on that decision, if that makes sense. <laughs> Got it. Um, Perfect sense. Yeah. yeah. So so, anyways, but at, at the end of the day, I knew where I wanted to go. She couldn't get on board with with the the path that I knew that I could finally see the path of where I needed to get, and I knew that it was rocky, and I was willing to take it, and she wasn't. Mm. What? So, I'm. Just trying to wrap my mind around, you know, you're sitting there, lowest point, <coughs> struggling, 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 job offers there, I'm not doing it, I'm not taking it, and yet you still had belief, right? You had belief, but you hadn't had <laughs> success financially speaking, right? You were working on yourself, you were working on not sitting in the corner and talking to your own shadow, that type of thing, so... Where did, how'd you get that belief? Like, where'd that come from? Well, it came from Melina first and you. And um, it came from... How, how? What do you mean? Like, why would it come from us? What do you mean by that? Well, first of all, because of the way... Through that whole time, the way you talked to me, as far as, like, that I can do... You can do this, Tim, you know what I mean? And and that you're capable of going out in there and doing this business and, and really giving me some belief in myself... And then seeing it, you know, you see some kid 20-some years old <laughs> making, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars a year, Mike Van Ness, and you see um, mm. you, you see this success around you, mm. and it's like, I know without a shadow of a doubt, based on the conversations that you guys had, that there's nothing wrong with me. Right. Mm. Right? It's the, like, because that was one of the lies. Like, oh, well, maybe it's me. This isn't for me. Mike, Mike Van Ness can do this. Mm. Um, you're just not meant to do this, Tim. It's, it's not for you. And based on the conversations we had with you guys, it's like, no, it is for you. You just got to keep through it, mm. you know? So we, it, it's a combination of the community and the club and seeing, seeing the success. I mean, that was probably the biggest thing is knowing. And my own vicious and probably unhealthy pride of knowing like that freaking 20 year old kid can do it i'm freaking doing this <laughs> right we love that I, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that no it's, so, no, it's good you good know? healthy spirit of competition it's yeah good. there's nothing wrong with that no, at all no. i mean i mean you you have to have that drive yeah. you know i think that goes back to and, and that really something that just a, an epiphany for me right now is is that right there i think we devalue or we maybe you and I, I'm speaking to you, honey, we don't really stop and think about um, the encouragement yeah. that we see inside the club, like on our Facebook page. And, you know, everybody who's listening to this, like you don't have access to our Facebook page unless, you know, you're, you're a member. But, you know, we see all the transactions and the people that right. are closing a deal and the next person that's closing a deal. And what that did for Tim mm -hmm. in encouraging him. Yes. And then even from a spirit of competition of like mm -hmm. the 20-something-year-old could do it. Wait a minute. I have more experience than them <clears throat> in life and there's no reason why I can't. 
Like, I'm not looking at somebody with a PhD. Instead, I'm looking at a kid who barely graduated high school or somebody who dropped out of college or lives with their mom and dad or what right. have you. I think we, you know, I think we really do. We Maybe we, maybe we just haven't um, stressed that enough about what that really means because, you know, you and I, we go close a deal. It's, we, you know, it's no big deal to us. We right. close another deal, you know, and, and we take that for granted. We say all the time, right? But, but when that new student, especially like this, you know, the whole community and like collaborating amongst one another and talking and encouraging. I mean, I just saw a post the other day by, you know, Mark was posting and he's like, you know, just a generic post like, hey, if you need help in your business, hit me up. Yep. You know, just a random, right? Yeah. you know, I had a left field post that just said, if you need help in your business, hit me up, you know? And when you look at some of the, you know, the blogs and the gurus and all the stuff that's kind of online and they, they're like, we build an online community. You know, for me, at least, you know, having gone to a million seminars and we bought a million different gurus and all that stuff, like that didn't work for me. You know, like I could read all the information, I could see all the stuff, but maybe part of the intangible one of the resources that we really, we, we haven't labeled as a resource is just seeing the success of the other students inside the club. And like, you know, when we have club meetings, you know, every month and we sit there and, and people are like, hey, we just closed another deal and that's really cool. And matter of fact, can I take the stage for a minute so I can bring this person up and show them their first deal? You know, maybe we just, we don't really realize how much that encourages other people because... Yeah, I think it's important, you know, I, I tell students all the time uh, to please post, you know, post your post your success because it does have a big, huge uh, impact and influence on the other students. It's a great encouragement. So yeah. I, I know every time in my class, I always um, stress that to people, make sure, and then I always ask the students, everybody in the class, hey, when you see that, you know, Tim just closed this big deal, doesn't that, you know, how does that make you feel? And everybody's like, oh my gosh, I'm so happy. It right. encourages me, it inspires me, it reminds me, you sure. know, because everybody goes through peaks and valleys in this business. So, yeah, you know, not everybody has success out of the gate, right? And, you know, like we always say, this is um, this is not a get rich quick anything, right? This is the, the get, get wealthy slow plan. Right. And, you know, I, I think that Tim is a perfect uh, example of that because he has... Uh, you know, one of the things that I believe, well, that you and I have learned is that we've been rich before, right? We've had money before. Um, and, you know, money is just energy. It comes and it goes. And mm. it doesn't really change you, right? right? It just magnifies who you really are. So I'm of the belief that you need to become, right, a person that can, you know, be responsible with the kind of wealth that real estate can bring for you. Sure. And I, I think that everybody's journey looks different. And I believe that the culture of our club is one that uh, really does um, implore or breeds that kind of success. Sure. You know, that people, we're more, we're more about making significance than making dollars, right? We put people before money. And I believe that that is the thing that has, um, that, well, that's allowed Tim to become the man that he is today. Right? He was always a smart guy that could always go out and close a real estate transaction. But now Tim is truly a problem solver. Right? right? And we believe that's what real estate investors are, problem solvers. And so Tim has now, and we all agree, that real estate um, problems aren't really about the house. It's really more about the people. And we, we, nobody really talks about that, but that's the, that's the truth. Sure. 
you know, you can't really do a real estate transaction without being involved with the people on the other end of it. Right, right. <laughs> That's so funny. Unfortunately. Well, it's, 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 <laughs> right. It's really true. I guess in this space we hear, we, we meet a lot of people. We, we hear, you know, oftentimes people find us because, you know, they Googled and they found, you know, local real estate investment club. Right. Which is all we are, right? Right. We're just a, we're just a club of people. Right. Get together, collaborate amongst one another, and people meet each other and go close deals. Like, yep. the club never buys houses. Right. The club doesn't get involved in them. The club is just the building at which, you know, we provide training and the opportunity for like-minded people to be able to come together, right? And, and we hear people all the time that say, yeah, I was told you know, to go build my team and, like, find people that are doing this and so forth. And, like, uh, okay, what do you do? Well, I'm a wholesaler. Mm-hmm. You're a wholesaler. Okay, so how many deals have you wholesaled? Well, I haven't wholesaled anything yet, but I'm a wholesaler. Okay, well, what's your acquisition strategy? Like, how are you going to acquire that property? Because wholesaling is an exit strategy, right? But you don't hear people out there going, wait a minute. In order to do real estate, you got to connect with people. You got to be able to have conversations. You got to be able to, as Melina says, you got to be able to listen so hard it hurts. You know, I really think about that for a second. We talk about communication, and communication, there's the reason you have two ears and one mouth, right? We should be listening twice as much as we're speaking. And we got to listen so hard it hurts. And I mean, give yourself credit, Tim, because I mean, last year, the single most crazy, creative, nuts deal like we couldn't even begin to sit on this podcast and share with you because all of your eyes roll back in your head my eyes roll back in my head (laughs) because tim made this just what started off as a fix and flip (laughs) for like 30 or 40 grand or something Uh, we probably would have made about fifty thousand. okay so about fifty thousand dollars on that turned into this crazy creative acquisition that by the time you guys were done with that and you had chopped it up and and put your spin on it from your <laughs> amazing creative genius that you have. You guys made how much on that deal? Almost 171000 So from, because <laughs> just so we're clear, I've seen that deal multiple yeah. times. I would have fixed and flipped it and made 50 grand. <laughs> Got it. Right? Right. And there are times now when Tim and I and Melina will be sitting around and, and, and having conversation and, you know, Tim's always the guy that I, I kind of laugh and I joke and I say, if we can find every creative strategy, <laughs> we can put it into one deal. Tim is that guy. Absolutely. And sometimes it's it needs to be as complex as that. Mm-hmm. And I'll bounce ideas off of you and you'll bounce ideas off of me and so forth. And man, what do you know? I'll pop $171,000 deal that, by the way, I had nothing to do with. Melina had nothing to do with right. other than learning through that process with you. Because... Yeah. You know, Melina, contrary to everybody's belief, like Melina and I don't know everything about real estate. <laughs> you know, we have mentors and people we turn to and other instructors and so forth that have a lot more experience than us. And um, I think that's really, really, really powerful because you're, you're a product of that. I mean, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. I mean, I, you know, we kind of joke. There's a few students in, in our club that we call them, you know, classroom statues <laughs> because, you know, they're like the, the gnome in the corner because they're always there. You know, they they never miss. And you're one of those students, I can say, like, never misses. You've made this a priority in your life. And therefore, you earned a $171,000 deal. Right. I mean, that's that's a freaking monster deal. Well, you we know? just closed one yesterday. And, and, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, when you text me, you're like, dude, we just closed. And I'm like, 
I, I wasn't sitting next to you at the time, and I don't want to say it, you know, because I'm a tough guy, but <laughs> at the same time, you know, like a tear dropped, you know. I was excited for you. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm super excited. It was the very first, you know, fix and flip. Did all on your own. Oh, right? yeah. Originally, I mean, I remember you coming to me saying, I'm scared to death. Oh, yeah. I'm going to do this all on my own. I don't know if I can do it on my own. Yeah. And I remember encouraging and saying, yeah, you can. You don't need me. Like, yeah. I, don't need to, I don't need any part of the profit in this deal. I don't need any of that. Like, I'll help you out along the way if you need this or that, but you don't need me. Yeah. Like, you have everything you need. You can do this. And yesterday you closed, and I know the wire was, like, gigantic, giving you acquisition back and everything else, but what, what you guys net on that yesterday? A hundred... 170, uh, I'm sorry, $107,070.70. That's crazy, right? Did you just say it down to the penny? I did, because I like the sevens in there. <laughs> but roughly 107000 $107,070.70. $70.70. That's just so awesome, right? <laughs> sevens across the board. It's all yeah. perfect. Yeah. I, I want everybody to get something. Like, when we say a $100,000 deal, there's, you know, there's a couple of handfuls of those that we could name in the last few years of, of $100,000 deals. Like yeah. there's, you know, um, I, I can't even think of more than one or two that were over a $100,000 deal, mm-hmm. like in the twos or threes. But that's a that's a home run, if not a grand slam. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, that, some, that was a grand slam deal for me. Yeah, uh, just great job. How, how long did that deal take? 80 days. Imagine this: the engineer knows in how many minutes. <laughs> I, I didn't count. Eighty the days, <laughs> four hours, forty-eight minutes. No, we closed on that property on May seventeenth. Wow! And, and we closed um, Friday. Oh wow! So, so eighty days, hundred thousand dollars. Now, I, th- I think the other part of that that's really important is because because that was down in San Diego, right? San Diego was, County. In, yeah, in Oceanside. So, and you don't live in San Diego. No. You know, live up here. So were you, like, driving there every day and managing this? Pro- I mean, how? No, I partnered with um, another club member that lives down in that area, and we uh, we did that deal together. So she she spent a lot of time, well, I won't even say a lot of time. She spent more time at the property than I did and kind of was the eyes and ears, and uh, she did an amazing job, and um, we are splitting that profit. Yeah, and I love that because I think that... <laughs> Uh, it just goes back to, you know, the misfits of the club. Not misfits, like, you know, in a weird way, but misfits <laughs> like, you know, you and Lorena come from just completely different walks of life. Oh, yeah. And, you know, like there's... We would have never met. Right. There's no reason that you would ever have known each other. Just no reason. No. And yet you guys have built this very unique, special relationship that's a win-win for both of you. You guys work really, really well together. Yeah. Right? Yeah, we're going to go to dinner this week, and we're going to do another one here soon. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm sure you will. Yeah, like just two complete opposites, which I think is really cool. So when you say you split it, so you guys just split it 50-50? 50-50. 50-50. And so that's 50-some thousand bucks a piece. Yeah, Yeah. like 56 and change each. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I'm geeky. (laughs) (laughs) I, I think it's awesome. I think it's just... Phenomenal from, you know, being at your lowest of lows. Oh, yeah. You know. To the highest of highs right now. To the highest of highs right now. And um, the real, the, the grit and the, the just grind and the sacrificing and even, you know, loss of relationships and, 
new friends. I mean, I'm sure you've left some of the friends behind that you you once had that aren't necessarily you know supporting what you you know you were looking to do. And yeah, I um, I I've severed myself of s certain relationships that were um, toxic, and then of course there are other relationships that, as you mentioned that, that I think, oh man, I need to reach out because. Mm -hmm. I've had my head so far into this business that there are relationships that were um, supportive that I haven't nurtured that relationship the way I should. So, you know. Cool. So I'm glad you mentioned that because I, I have people to reach out to. It's so funny because I was just thinking, you know, Tim went from, like when you're talking about the grit and, and the, the grind and, the, <clears throat> you know, all that, Tim's journey was one of total... Uh, personal development really you know one of the things that I I would say to Tim you know or I would say I say to students a lot is be willing to get inside of a um, a 3d mirror um, naked yeah. right and just be willing to look <laughs> and be honest with yourself and if there's anything I can say about Tim that's he's always been so willing um, to, to do that yeah and uh, be really introspective and then just deal with you know all the ugliness you know, yeah. whatever it is, the the imperfections, the whatever that we all experience, but to really look at them honestly so that you can then work on them, yeah. change them, shift them, whatever you need to do. And and from that, he's, he's taken that, um, his own journey, and paid it forward in the club by um, really managing and, and running the mastermind meeting that we have. Um, we have these Mastering the Mindset meetings um, that are part of the club uh, that we meet, you know, in Los Angeles and Orange County and San Diego and Riverside for the sole purposes of personal development. And Tim is always, always there and he's always uh, willing to share mm -hmm. transparently what, what his journey has been like. And for me, that's like the, one of the biggest um, assets of the club is Tim's facilitation of that and his willing, willingness to take it on and really pay it forward to the rest of the club members. So I want to acknowledge you and thank you for that because it's, it's, it's one of the biggest things I think that people, um, I believe that it is one of the most important keys to people's success is, is tapping into those. Yeah, that's awesome. It's, um, I appreciate that, Melina. And um, that's, a, I do the MMMs for selfish reasons. <laughs> right? Well, because there's nothing truly altruistic, is there? Right, no, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, I get a lot out of those meetings because, um, first of all, I get to share and I get to watch other people who are going through the situations that I went through, right? Yeah. And, and situations that I didn't go through. But I get to, you know, maybe give the encouragement that you guys gave me and I get to close deals and I get to put myself out there and let people get the the confidence and the encouragement that they can do this as well because if, if Tim can do it, the guy who's <laughs> allergic to a microphone can get in front of this microphone right here or even on stage, then then you can do it too, you know? So that is very much, um, I get a lot out of that. Uh. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's awesome. Well, I think that's perfect. And because you closed such a big deal yesterday, I think we're going to go and eat some tacos. We're right going to have some lunch? Okay. We're going to have some lunch. <laughs> All right, I'm by. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you heard it here. So, hey, we'll catch you guys uh, real soon. And uh, we appreciate Tim today taking the time. 
and um, very much um, we get a lot out of this too because we're encouraged by um, your encouragement and your encouragement to others. So with that, David Molina, flipping off, flipping out. <laughs>